Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of day it is when you may be tuning in. This is Reverend Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and this is today's episode of Truth Tidbits, episode 74, and welcome to you as you join in. And each day we look into God's Word and see what He may speak to us. Today, I'm going to draw our attention to the book of Colossians, chapter 3. And um, I was really thinking about this some over the weekend, and it was kind of stirring in my spirit. So I really feel like that the Lord would have us to share that today. And I want you to hear the heart of the Lord and let it touch you and let it help you in every area and whatever your life is, whatever your ministry is, whatever your calling is, whatever your circumstance is, this word is for you. In Colossians chapter 3, I'm going to read portions of it. I encourage you to read the entire chapter. And it is a chapter that is relevant to you today, just as much as it was relevant to the Christians in the day when Paul wrote it 2,000 years ago. I'm going to read first the first four verses. The entire book of Colossians is a wonderful book. All of the Bible, every book in the Bible is a wonderful book. And so I encourage you to definitely be reading on your own. But today I was drawn to share this word with you from this chapter. So I'm going to read first the first four verses of Colossians chapter 3. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears then you also will appear with him in glory. So here he is establishing the why of what we do. He is establishing the overarching drive and impetus for every Christian. The directive or objective for any and all of life for us is that our mind be heavenly, that we be heavenly minded. Now, some will say you can be so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. I believe you really cannot be earthly good unless you are heavenly minded. We need to have the heavenly perspective. We need to remember that first and foremost, we belong to him. We are, we are dead. We were dead in our sins. He has made us alive as a new creation in Christ Jesus. We belong to him. He has bought us. He has saved us. He has rescued us. He has filled us with joy and peace and so forth. He, We owe everything to him. And we need to have his perspective. And we need to get heaven's perspective on earthly life. And by doing that, we set our minds on the things that are above. We recognize that this life is temporary. We recognize that we are serving him in this life, but we have a short period of time to do it. We recognize that our home is there, and we recognize that Jesus has instructed us to invest our treasures there. And we do that here on this life as we are, um, as we are working through as we are working through this life and living in various ways and doing the different things that God has called us to do in different aspects of life. So he starts then in verses 5 through um, 
5 through 11, really, he begins to teach us, well, really, five, all the rest of the, all the rest of the chapter, he deals with various directives for all of life in light of this truth and reality. He leads us into all the different areas, many different areas are covered here and addressed here and given these specific directives. In verse 5 through 11 specifically, he establishes the difference between the old life and the new life. There is a change when someone sincerely comes to Jesus Christ and enters a real relationship with him. Their old man is dead. There's a change. They become a brand new creation in Christ Jesus. And so have you or so do you if you will come to him. And there's a difference. And Paul clearly establishes that in the New Testament in many of his books, as do the other authors. There's a difference. You were this old way, but now you are this way. It's brand new. You don't do those things anymore. You don't have those desires anymore. Do you fight them in temptation? Oh, yes, because the devil knows you, and he's going to try to keep dragging you back in. But you are a new person, and God, by his Spirit, will help you to do what is right. If you will honor him and if you will come to know him, he will empower you to do that. So there's a new life in Christ Jesus. And Paul is establishing and discussing that here and contrasting the two, the old versus the new. Then he goes into verse 12 and he gives us concrete directives that are addressed to every Christian. This is true to every Christian in Jesus' name for you. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another. In other words, putting up with each other's weaknesses and with each other's faults. That's what that means. And forgiving one another if anyone has a complaint against another. Even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. And let the peace of God rule or umpire in your hearts, to which you also were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So Paul gives us these directives that apply to any and all of life, and we're going to talk more about verse 17 in a moment. Then in verse 18 through 21, he gives specific directions to those that are um, in, involved in a family situation. And all of us are in some form or fashion. But he specifically identifies here husbands, wives, children, and fathers, or those you know parents that are raising up children, and he deals with those specific elements. And all of it is what is fitting to the Lord, what will glorify and honor the Lord, what is pleasing to the Lord. And then I want to read in, uh, in verse 22, first of all, he speaks about 
the bond servants, or in other words, when, when we see that, we can think of employee-employer relationships, those who are working in whatever field, in whatever not, uh, vocation you are in, this is a directive for you. And he says this, bond servants obey in all things your masters or your bosses, those who you work for. Even if you own your own business, in a sense, your bosses are your customers. You have to please them and meet their needs or you don't have a business. So, you know, it's, it's applicable to everyone. And he says, obey them according to the flesh. In other words, in your daily life, in the real physical realm of, of living, we have to, we have to have jobs and, and do our work. He says, not with eye servant, eye service as men pleasers, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. In other words, we're doing it as if we were doing it for the Lord ourselves, for the Lord Himself. And we are serving them but our eyes and our heart is really in the sense that we are doing it as an offering to the Lord. So this is where I really want to focus on. And that is verse 17 and verse 23 and 24. He says this, and whatever you do in verse 23, and whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. But he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done, and there is no partiality. So Paul is encouraging us here in this chapter, in various ways, to live in a life that pleases the Lord, doing the things that, that honor him, that he is pleased with, and that will bless your life. If we obey what God says for us to do, it brings a blessing to us and benefits to us. But then in verse 17 and in verse 23 through 24, Paul really specifies here. He covers it all. He says, whatever. And whatever means whatever. Anyone, any several, or all or the entirety of it all. This directive covers all of life for every Christian in whatever circumstance or arena or sphere of life they are in. Notice he says the specifics of the directive that he gives. Whatever you do, verse 17, in word or deed. In other words, he says in regard to the way you speak, your language, your speech, be it oral or written. And indeed, your actions, your accomplishments, and your achievements. Whatever you do, either through your words or through your deeds. All means all. He says, do all. In the name of the Lord Jesus. What does that mean? In the name of the Lord means that we are doing it as if he were doing it through us. We are doing it according to his name, according to his character, and according to his nature. In other words, he is the pattern, he's the role model, and if he were here, how would he do it? You know, there used to be a phrase, what would Jesus do? 
you know, we might need to, to tack that on our little refrigerator or something and remember it again today. What would Jesus do? How would Jesus respond? How would Jesus raise these children? How would Jesus work this job? How would Jesus talk to this person? How would Jesus love this neighbor or this coworker? How would he do it? And then you do it in the same way. You do it in accordance with his character and his nature as if he were here doing it himself. You are following him. You are being a disciple of him. That was the call. Follow me. Follow me. Learn what I do and how I do it. And then you do the same. And you carry it on and reproduce this over and over throughout the generations. That's what discipleship is all about. And being a disciple of Jesus means that we are following his example and doing it in honor to him and in the same way that he would do it. So he says here, whatever you do, whether it's word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Exactly like we just talked about. Giving thanks to God. Giving thanks to the Lord for everything. Including even the opportunity to serve in that way. And to be his vessel wherever and whenever and however he chooses. In other words, if you are a mother or a father, you have one of the most precious treasures and gifts of all in your children. And God wants you to raise up to him children that will know him that will come to know his word and his love, that will understand the truth about him and, you know, can follow him and come to their own understanding and their own covenant relationship with him through what you have sown into them, through what you have embedded into them and instilled into them from the time they are little. He has given them to you for you to pray over, for you to love, for you to teach and train in his ways. Oh, that's one of the greatest services in the kingdom of God is for you to take that seriously. That is not to be belittled. You are not just a mom. You are a wonderful called mom. And do it with honor to the Lord or dad, grandparent, whatever it is. If you are a child, he says to obey your parents. Why? Because it's an honorable thing to do. It's in obedience to him and it will bring you a blessing. He tells you to, to have the right reverence and respect. I mean, there's beauty in the ways that we are to live in these things that he is telling us to do. So we can give thanks to him. For the opportunity to serve and to be his vessel to bless those children. To be his vessel to bless that employer or that co-worker or that, that grandparent or whoever it is, whatever it is. He says to do it heartily. This is, is actually a combination of two Greek words and it, it's talking about it being originating from really down deep inside of you. In other words, it's originating from your very heart and soul and spirit. You are, you are putting your heart into it. You are doing it heartily with all of your heart, with all of your mind, your might, your strength. You are doing it as to the Lord from, as an earnest 
thing from deep within you. You are offering it to him from deep within you. And you are doing this deep from within you. And he says to do it as to God, giving thanks to God, the father through him. And then he goes over here in verse 23, he says, whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. In other words, recognizing that whatever we do, according to God's word here, it is an offering we bring to him. It is a service that we do to the Lord, not to just those people that we serve. You see, we need to understand that when we relate to our husband or our wife, our children, our grandchildren, our parents, our bosses, our co-workers, our neighbors, our friends, our um fellow workers, whatever it is, who, <clears throat> whatever it is, whoever we are interacting with, whoever we are serving, whoever we are connecting with, we are doing it because God has given us an opportunity to do whatever we do as an offering and, and service and worship to him. So do it as to the Lord. That's the basis. We are serving Jesus Christ not the other people. The other people are receiving the benefit of it and we love them and we bless them through what we are doing to the Lord. But our ultimate goal is to please the Lord. And the promise here is that it will be rewarded. Oh, Jesus spoke of many ways where there would be no lack of reward for even little things like the giving of a cup of water to someone who is thirsty in his name. So, friend, I pray that this encourages you and blesses you, that you will take this to heart and you will make it a part of your life so that you can now see yourself in whatever you do, even if it's a stay-at-home mom or dad that's teaching and training, homeschooling children, whatever you are doing, taking care of a grandparent, you know, whatever you are doing, God counts it as service to him if you do it heartily as to the Lord. And he will reward it. He is true to his word. And that is his promise. So I hope and pray that this encourages you as a believer today to do whatever God has put in your path to do. To do it in word and deed, heartily as to the Lord. To please him, to honor him to worship him through your acts of service and that you will know that he takes note of that and will reward it. I pray this has been a blessing to you and Lord willing, you can join us again for future episodes of Truth Tidbits. God bless you today in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>